0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the culture of safety. Welcome to the culture of safety. Hey, man, how's it going? Good, Joe. How are you? I'm doing all right. It's a beautiful day. So today uh, we have another guest in the studio. His name is David. David, would you like to introduce yourself, sir? Uh, I'm David. Oh, wow. Please That's a great, in- <laughs> great
1: introduction. Uh, so what do you do, David? Uh, I am the operations manager uh, for a temp staffing agency. Oh, okay. So do you have a history in safety at all? I have a five-year history uh, in oil field safety. Um, all things safety related. And uh, before that, law enforcement, before that military. So always been keeping a peacekeeping mindset.
0: So today we're going to be talking about the culture of safety and not just the culture of safety, just like our our podcast (laughs) implies, but also we're going to be talking about the management side and how management drives the culture.
2: Yeah. So a few episodes ago, we had culture of safety part one, right? Right. We talked a little bit about uh, culture in the like the lower level of an organization, yeah, the field, the field level, and what, what you can see,
0: and yeah. how supervisors and and super and uh, safety people. So if you
2: guys missed that, you can go back listen to that episode. Yeah. I think it's episode. Four. Some, something like that. Just look at the title. <laughs> and then today we're only going to focus on the upper half
0: of the to We're going to right? talk mostly about how management, how management drives the culture. And sometimes it can be very difficult, right, David? Drives it or kills it. Yeah. It's sometimes you you're trying to make a good safety culture and you have just one of the, you know, top managers and they just don't care about safety. And unfortunately that it, you know, manifests itself in accidents and other things like that. And we try to, you know, lead the the management and explain to them like, hey, your actions and your your uh, the words that you use explain the direction that the you know your supervisors and eventually your employees are going to go.
1: Yeah, it's um, and it's it's always management will in in my experience are always in front of you know the the board members and the higher ups. They're going to preach safety. Like it's, you know, there's no tomorrow, but when it comes down to practice, if they're not practicing it and they're not showing it and they're not backing it. It's it kills it.
0: Oh, yeah, it really does. Uh, I have a uh, story where when I first got into one of my jobs, we had a uh, he was a project manager, very well known, um, very well liked, actually. And we had a huge problem with fires. This is during the summer and we were working up a pipeline and we had a lot of vegetation in the area, which is, I mean, normal, right? We're literally just going right through, you know, salt brush and stuff like this. And the the project manager had no he didn't care. To be honest. 100% he didn't get it done once what whatsoever get the job done I don't care you burn down half the field cool who cares and so this is I believe the third fire on this project and we all get pulled in I think I actually got pulled in about midway through the the project I remember this yes yes you do I remember this and so what ended up happening was after the third fire I think I had one before and I was like when I had just barely started yep it was. And then the third one, it was maybe like a month in and it was really interesting. So they pulled everybody in. We had all the supervisors. They had me, of course. And then they had the project manager. And of course, as safety, I was tasked with explaining the whole, whole thing. I probably spent maybe about three or four hours getting this project. Uh, you know.
1: I remember if we can pause, I remember yes. going out and measuring the size of the char marks in mm-hmm. the dirt figuring out the wind distance, doing calculations to find Everything. out how the
0: spark, did it go over the pipe? Did it go under the yes, pipe? Sir. There was a lot of work that it I was remember a we lot put of into that. Yeah. And it was really interesting. So I, you know, I was super proud. I'm like, all right, we're going to get this. Right. I told, I, I told the, the project manager, I'm like, Hey, I got this, bro. Don't worry. I got your back. So we get in there into the whole thing here, right? Setting up, blah, 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 Let's let's go over this incident. And like the first slide we're talking about it, the safety guy goes, stop. And he goes, Joe, I know you did all the work and I really appreciate everything that you've done, but this isn't about you. And he looks over at the project manager and goes, what in the hell are you doing? Are you talking about the customer safety the guy? The customer mm-hmm. safety yeah. guy realized <clears throat> that even though I was trying to promote a safety culture, cause that's, that's, you know, what safety guys do. It didn't matter what I said. It's all about the project manager. Mm-hmm. And he rode him hard. He goes, look, you are the ones in charge of the safety. If you don't care about safety, none of your people will care about safety. And dude, it literally turned into like a whole hour of this guy just getting like ass chewed, ass in chewed in yeah. front of everybody. in front of everybody. It was yeah. it was weird because this is the first time this has ever happened to me. I'm just like, okay, we're let's go talk about this and we'll explain all the things that are going on. Blah 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 blah. And he's like, no, I don't care about that. I don't care about the fire whatsoever. I know what started the fire. I'm psh, you save your you save your your speech for somebody else. I'm here just to to chew this guy out and explain to him that your actions are the ones that cause everything else. If your people don't, if you don't care about safety and about preventing fires, none of your people will. Mm-hmm. And, and it's going to show. And it did, it showed. And then I honestly, it was really interesting because after, I mean, of course he was embarrassed and he didn't see it come out. I don't think us saw it coming, but you know, after about a month, month and a half, we actually turned it all the way around and never had another fire after that. And that's all it took. It took for, you know, the customer safety person to, you know, inform the the project manager, hey, safety is important and we don't want any other fires because if you if you do, you're not gonna have any more work. And it's, we're not gonna blame your safety person. Yeah, we're not gonna blame blaming safety. you. He's like, you have you have a safety guy and he's out there. I see him all the time. Mm-hmm. But he can't be every single spot. That's why, that's why your management has to show that safety does matter. And truthfully, you know, I'll be honest, after after that moment, I did see a change in him. I saw, you know, him coming to the safety meetings more often and explaining and being like, hey, I don't want this to happen. Because in reality, he I mean, he kind of got hurt because he he got embarrassed, you know, and maybe that that's what it took Mm -hmm. for him to be embarrassed. But yeah, it was really it was really interesting to see how he made that switch from like hands off. I don't care. Just get the job done to like, oh, man, my job's on the line. I need to make sure that I preach the safety side, because if not, I probably won't be around much longer. Mm. But yeah, it was, yeah, it was kind of interesting. Was he? Yeah, he was there for, he didn't finish the project, but he was yeah. there for like another six, seven months. And then he got a job with another, with another company. Yeah. He went back to where he was before. I apologize for coughing. I feel a little coronavirus That's so good. That's good. Mm, tasty. I'm wearing mask. Yeah. I'm feeling more like Michelob Ultra virus, but I mean, <laughs> or Guinness virus. Ooh, that the Guinness comes, virus. The Guinness virus sounds
2: good. <clears throat> so I have a question on uh, how much does management affect culture? I just want to know, like, what do you guys think? Can you have a good culture if I think we can all agree if your management is not out there, you know, supporting the right messages like you were talking about, yeah. you'll never have a good culture. But can you have it the other other way around? Let's say your management is badass and they're out there supporting culture, but does it does that mean your field can not have any culture? Like, can you can you have one without the other? or They both have to be. Like how, how, percentage
0: wise, like what would you say? I think it's a pretty principle, 80, 20 No, honestly, I I think that you have to have management care about safety. I've I've rarely, I don't think I've I can even come up with any any that I've ever seen. Maybe maybe like one instance where management, I guess it was different because the management was hands off. Yeah, they sat in the office; they never left the office. The supervisors went over there and the supervisors were the one, I mean, technically supervisors are management, but the managers didn't care about safety but the supervisors cared because the way they interact with the employees they they were all best friends the mm-hmm. the culture that they had was they were very close-knit a lot of them were like family friends and they would all like hang out together on the weekends and stuff and so that's that it was a very it wasn't a very big company i think it was only like 40 people but the the workers all worked together and they play you know they worked and played together so when even on the day uh, on days off, they'd be hanging out after work was done. They would hang around the shop and, you know, drink beers and play games and hang In out. Shop. <laughs> right. You know, so they would they would actually, you know, have that culture together. So yeah. c- can you? Yeah. But, but I mean, most, like, is
2: management 100 percent responsible for a company's culture or do you think it's like 50 50?
0: I would say it's 100 percent. Honestly, if if you if whatever. Right. If we look at CEOs, right, wherever the head is going. The body is going to follow. It's something I learned in wrestling back in the day is that coach used to say, hey, if you control the head, the body will follow. And that's the the truth. If you, the head's looking one direction, even when you're driving, right? When you're driving, you look on the side of the road. Where's your car going to go? Your that's car's going to go in that direction. So it's, it. I really do, I think 100%. I mean, of course, because if we have people in the field and they're not following it management's going to be like, hey, we care about safety or whatever. We care about production and you're not meeting that production. Mm -hmm. We're not going to have you. Right. They set set the values. And if safety is, you know, a value, then, you know. I wouldn't say 100%. I would say 80 or
1: 90% though, for sure. Because you still have to have the 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 buy-in of the the people in the field right you know at some point and that counts for a certain amount of that you know but 90 percent of it 100 100 percent of the time 90 percent 90 percent of the time it works 100 percent of the time yeah makes sense um But yeah, you, you still have to have some buy-in from the field, from the field level, but you're right. Because if, if management sees yeah. that they're pushing safety, they see that the, the field personnel are not following that, then they'll cut them loose. Yeah, you see a you cancer, we, you get rid of the cancer. Yeah. Right. And then you'll, you'll find somebody who yeah, is going to buy in the culture. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But that really, that puts a lot of pressure on management, you know, to try and be out there looking for that. Then you want to get, you want to get different levels. Right. You You want to,
0: you want to, you want it to be trickled down, right? You want to get some safety leaders out there. The the, the C-suite management and then your line management and then your supervisors. You want it to trickle down. Like, hey, I mean, you know. C-suite executives don't always go out in the field, but they should periodically go oh, out and just sure. to verify, like, hey, what's really going on? Mm-hmm. Because I, what I've seen a lot of a lot of C-suite management do is – I'm going to have to explain this reference because it's just funny to me. They, they explain that, hey, they have a pulse on what's going on, and they take their thumb, right, and they put it down on the table like they're doing a thumbs down. They're checking a pulse – you know with their thumb and as an EMT you learn that you take it with two fingers the reason why is you have one finger to trust and the second finger to verify so you have two sources to feel that pulse and see what's really going on right if i'm in if i'm in my office all i can see is my office right People can tell me things all day. Mm-hmm. communication is not the best tool. The best tool is going out there and verifying yourself of what your safety culture is doing and I think that's the problem a lot of CC executives have. They're like, oh, they have the I made it mentality. man, feet up on table, head behind your uh, hands behind your head, kick back. Yes. I mean yeah, you're making you know up to six figures or more. but the the problem is is if you're not going out in the field and actually seeing what's going on, you're going to have two different things. And one of the exercises I like to do when I teach leadership is I'll have a door and I'll have one person relay information. I'll, I'll put a, a bunch of like chairs and tables in a room and I'll blindfold somebody and say, okay, you're going to lead this person from inside this office. Here's what it looks like. Right. And the trick is, is that the the schematic that they have is completely wrong. And that's to show them like, look, if you get the wrong information and you're acting on that wrong information, you're going to be telling your guys, the wrong thing. And eventually it's going to re- turn into an accident or lost production and all this other stuff. And it's trying to show them the leadership, like, Hey, you need to go out in the field. Why? Because if you have people just telling you stuff, Oh yeah, I trust, I trust David. Yeah. He, he knows what's going on, but David doesn't have all the information. I need to go out with my expertise and visually see what's really going on. And that's what really drives the the culture that I've seen." I know, I'm sure a lot of you have seen it. When you guys go out in the field, they're like, what? A, a safety guy's out here? What the heck? And even the customer, they're like, wow, there are safety people out here? Yeah, I'm out here all the time. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I, people are astonished about is when I walk. Everybody thinks that safety guys just roll up on a truck, truck look yep. at you, and go, "Oh, well, you know, everything's fine." And then everybody's drive still alive. Off. One, two,
1: three, four, five, five people. Yeah, still five alive. people. Cool. Not
0: not injured. Everybody okay? Yeah, okay. Bye, guys. You know, and yeah. and that's one thing that I see a lot in the fields when I'm walking. They're like, they're like, "Hey, do you need a ride?" No but you're like far from your truck. I'm like, it's okay. I can, I can walk, bro. You know, it's, it's important that they people see that you're out there and not just out there, but you're out there walking, you know, showing them that, yeah. Do I have the availability of driving in a truck and being in a nice air conditioned truck? Heck yeah. But you know, once you're out there, it shows them, Hey, I really do care about you and your safety. And that's what really drives the culture is having actual top tier management go out there. Mm -hmm. But At the same time, you have to actually care because one of the things that I've learned as I've had, you know, not not David, but I've had other ops managers preach, quote unquote, preach safety, but because their actions didn't didn't fit their words it just fell on deaf ears. And in fact, it actually turned into a negative culture because yeah. people just started making fun yep. of the, the ops manager. I mean, it didn't help that they would show up to work drunk, but that's a different story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I have a question when you're talking about management going out to the field, is that what you're
2: talking about ops manager and stuff like that level? <laughs> I, I, honestly I honestly think, think all of weak. them. <clears throat> Cause I think like what, what value if my CEO comes out to the field and he has no clue what he's looking at. Cause he's a businessman,
0: not, field well i mean what's the value there i mean the obviously we're not just going to just throw people out in the field that's not the whole point i mean if you're if you don't have the safety eyes or the safety knowledge what are you supposed to do you go and say hey as the ceo you take your your field manager or your c-suite manager even even one of the, the field supervisors even a safety safety tech right hey um matt uh, yeah, you're a safety tech. I I don't know anything about safety. Let's you and I go out in the field and let's take a look. And when I see something and I ask a question, then you can explain it to me or I can even ask the employee. Hey, yeah, I don't know. I, all I know is about business. I don't really know about safety. But how do you guys keep safe? I gotta try to understand this thing. Right. As a CEO or a C-suite manager, you can't be just focused on one thing. Right. I can't just focus on, as a Numbers. C-suite um, person. I can't just focus only on safety. You have to think about production quality i have to think of the business as a whole for
2: sure that's their <clears throat> job but most of the time they're getting that information at a very high level from other high level managers so i was just curious what you thought of like how that adds value of him walking around in the oil fields you'd be
0: you'd be them. you would be surprised because i bet you uh, uh dollars to donuts that people would be really impressed i'd be like what is the ceo doing out here and and once again it's all about context right it's not yeah. just i we just had a big accident let's go out and take yeah. a look right it's yeah. periodically once mm-hmm. a month once a month is awesome yeah i mean let's be real <clears throat> it's not it's not that far out of reach not, I mean we're not talking about every single company I and mean, of course yeah. it it's all depends on the size of it right if we have a yep. company that's obviously you know like the national the, the company, national yeah. you know one in every state I mean that's a lot the but at least work for the worldwide right worldwide. and I'm like oh well, I'm gonna go to Asia today no I mean <laughs> have I mean even like I said there's there's usually people above in in those areas right so you know even the bigger companies that are worldwide you still have subdivisions and you still have like a CEO or a manager of that Division, yeah, right. So let's it's say for California, right? Yeah, a regional manager, you know, the Central Valley. I have a Central Valley manager that sits only in Bakersfield. Having them come out and actually seeing would be yeah. impressive. I mean, not you don't need the CEO of the entire yeah. global scale, right? We don't need a you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, is it Schultz, the guy, the gentleman from uh, Starbucks? He, he doesn't need to go to every Starbucks in the world, yeah, right. But if we have a manager for the Starbucks in California. And then we have a Starbucks for, you know, Central Valley, you know, the Central Coast, L.A. They should be coming from their offices and going out to the Starbucks and just kind of seeing what's really going on. This way, I mean, if they don't understand what's going on, team up. Ask have, questions. have Ask questions. Yeah. Have them come out. I mean, just the presence alone just shows the employees that somebody cares. You took time out of your day to come in and, you know, check up on me. That's funny
2: because I've heard a lot of the reverse when I, when people like that go to the field, a lot of guys say like, why is this guy out here? Who, like he only comes out every few months or once a year or something like there's no point to it. Why is he coming out to visit us? Like to them, I've heard a lot of people say to them, that's like, that doesn't show care that that's just like, they don't understand really
0: I, like I've seen people say there's no value there. Right. No, I, and that's perfectly fine. And that's where you have, that's like I said, it's all about approach is why are we doing this? You have to explain to people, right? Because you know. I've said it, I think it's in a couple episodes ago, but perception without knowledge is reality, right? And, and what they're, what you're telling me is that when he comes out, they're like, what is he doing here, right? And I've had that before and I'll explain I'll explain a situation like that in a little bit, but he needs to go out and interact with him. Oh, what are you doing out here? Oh, you know what? I really don't get an off, uh, a chance to go out in the field and see what really goes on out here. And I'm just trying to understand, you know, the safety culture and how, how my actions impact you guys down the line, because I don't see you guys every day, you know, and that's where like I said, if you if you're going out there by yourself and driving around in a limo, of course not. Right. You're you're flying in a helicopter. But yeah. (laughs) But if you come if you come in with like maybe the safety manager or, you know, somebody Mm -hmm. that's a little bit closer to the employee and you're like, oh, yeah, it's something that he does. He tries to go out and see, you know, his his people and see how his decisions affect you.
1: And maybe not coming out just one time every once in a while. It, if he's coming out once every couple months, right you know, like, hey. and he's, and he's actually interacting. Yeah. He's just not there with his parade of cronies that are like, Hey, I'm the CEO and I'm out here and I'm making sure everything's right. Good. It's not, it's
0: not a show. No. It's, 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 it's if, like I said, it's all intention. I'm going out here. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what's going on.
1: Yeah, and as a as a as a field hand, you'll you'll be able to tell if this person is really interested in your safety or if he's just out here to make a show. Yeah. He's if he's, he's asking you, okay, well, why are you wearing you know your face shield? What is that doing? I don't get that. And you know, actually wanting feedback from you and wanting to learn that you're trying to you know keep yourself safe from these hazards. If if the employees see that kind of interaction and that kind of um um what's the word I'm looking for approach approach or buy in or whatever. Yeah. Uh that that'll go a long long way, a long way. It's it's about
0: how the employee sees their management. Right? Like you said, like I said before, perception Right. And then you give them the knowledge. Okay, well, why are you out here? You're just you're just checking a box. Right. And yeah, yeah, until you have that interaction, that's just a checkbox. And then once I approach you and I interact with you, then it's no longer a checkbox. Oh, wow. He really cares. He's out here. Right. You're not you're not driving up to them, talking to them from inside of a Mm -hmm. vehicle. Right. You you parked, you know, five thousand yards away yards. <laughs> God, how'd you even see that well <laughs> well typically when i work i usually have about like a it's whole a like monster. pipeline full of workers so i'm just walking walking like literally a mile down the way but anyway you're you're let's say a thousand yards whatever you're you know five to five thousand yards away and you're walking you're approaching every every you know crew Rather than just going, okay, well, I'm pulling up right here. Here's the meet and greet. I'm going to stop. I'm working all good. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. Uh, What are you doing out here? Oh, uh, I'm just here to, you know, check on your safety. Oh, okay, cool. So what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, it's nice meeting you, right? Do you feel like you cared about me? No. No. You parked. First of all, you parked right here. You barely got out. You talked to me maybe five minutes. Mm -hmm. But if I park, you know, let's say, you know, 100 feet away and there's three crews and I approach each crew by walking... Right. Then that shows, oh, wow, what are you out here for? Oh, I'm trying to figure out what goes on the field. You know, my, my background is business. I went through school and I've, I've ran 16 different businesses, but one of my weaknesses is safety or production Uh or field level stuff. I don't know what really goes on the field. And, I need to, I need to understand what goes on in the field so I can make better decisions at the top that affect you guys. Right. Because when I see things, I see things from an office. Mm -hmm. I don't see all the people that it's actually, you know, trickling down and affecting. And as a worker, you, you feel that
1: you're like, oh, dang. You're like, wow. Okay. So this guy's being really honest. He's coming mm -hmm. down to my level. You know, he's he trying really to understand wants, how
0: his decisions affect my work. Yeah. It's not just a show. It's and not then, a dog and pony show. And then guess what? You just got buy-in. <clears throat> you just got buy-in. You just got buy-in. I, boom. Wow. Okay. I
1: have a story of uh, when I was working on the oil patch, we we were doing, um, we were installing, I, I believe, some kind of uh, a gas line. No, it was a water line, actually. It was a big water line. You, Joe, you might've been there. You may, may not have been there, but- <clears throat> we had a, uh, we were having a tailgate underneath one of the canopies and, uh, someone from the customer really, really, really high up, uh, from the customer came and He was kind of asking our employees questions about how they do things safely. And they had an area coned off and, um, they were grading an area. They were, they were backfilling and then grading an area. And it was a very, very tight area. And the spotter, um, had to be placed in a certain position. They had to move the cones, um, every time that the uh, traffic was going through or every time that the, uh, the equipment was, was passing a certain area and the customer asked the employees, he said, Hey, so what do you guys do um, when I'm not here? When someone's not here, I bet you guys just don't leave the cones there or you don't, you don't replace the cones. You just leave them off and let traffic go through and just kind of keep an eye. Huh? And then, and the guys were like, no, we absolutely don't do that. We actually do stop. And they did, they did stop. They stopped all traffic or they stopped uh, the movement of the heavy equipment. They would take the cones, wait for the traffic to go through, replace the cones, you know, and then they would do it step by step. But the, the actual, the, the, the management from the customer was like, no, I don't believe you. You know, he actually said, you know, you don't have to tell me what I want to hear. I already know. But the, the guys actually were doing that. And then, and it killed their their whole vibe that 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 day yeah you know they They are actually doing the extra steps to be as safe as they possibly can right and they're being asked about it and they're being honest that they're doing it and the management is even believing them yeah you know and it killed their motivation it killed that could kill safety right there yeah why even do it now
0: yeah because the perception right right perception is that they're not going to do it yeah right and And that's why I think it's really important. And it's, I hear this all the time, especially in the higher levels. Well, it's about perception, 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 right? But you got to understand our perceptions are always, always wrong. Mm -hmm. Most of the time when we look at something, if we don't, if we're looking at it through our eyes, Mm -hmm. most of the time it's going to be wrong because we have our own biases Mm -hmm. and we have, you know, anything can affect our mood, right? We could have a bad day. we could have, you know, fight with our wives or family or, you know, just having a bad day. What we need to do, and I've told people a lot of times, we need to step back from that situation. Mm-hmm. Look at it from the perspective of other people, right? Because if they're telling you, oh, we do this because it's safe and you don't believe them, cool. Instead of telling them, I don't believe you, say, cool, that sounds good. Awesome, I'm really glad. What you do, first we have the first finger, right? We're going to take a pulse check. You have your first finger, you put it down on the table. Okay, here's my trust. I trust that, I trust the words that you say cool what's the second thing you're going to do verify Verify. so how am i going to matt i'll I'll put this towards you how am i going to verify in in david's situation how would i go and verify that they're doing what they say they're doing how am i checking for a pulse as a manager how would you do that uh i just trust my guys no no sir that's not (laughs) how it works trust but verify you would come back maybe the next day Mm. two three days later or bird dog them. Go a little I don't away. do that. No, I don't do bird that's dogging. Yeah, that's, that's a bad way to do it.
1: That That's verifying though, right? Mm-hmm. That's verifying. You go to another crew, maybe a couple hundred yards away, glance back every once in a while, see if they are doing what they said they I were mean, doing.
0: I'll be honest. I've done that a couple times. Yeah. I'll be honest.
1: No, I mean, it's I not was, bird, I was dogging bird dogging
0: like, like sitting on like top sitting of a hill, hill with, with binoculars. binoculars. <laughs> no, 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 no.
1: But go a little distance away and, and, and check back on them, you know, from Trust a distance. Verify. <clears throat> <clears throat> Yeah.
0: right and that's how, how you would do that the pinky is for shocking right yes the pinky is for shock yes <laughs> so trust and verify and this and that's that's why i tell you it's funny that i've had that a couple of times where managers go i have my pulse on on the on the on the situation and you have your thumb on the table I'm like first of all you never check with the up your thumb because your thumb has a larger vein and you can you can mistake that your own pulse for theirs and that's why i tell people it's two fingers if you've ever seen anybody take a blood pressure or check your vitals it's two fingers it's it's your first finger and your middle finger. And the reason is trust and verify the first reading. I'm not sure if that's mine. Mm-hmm. Second one, oh, that's mm-hmm. theirs. And I can feel it with this second finger. Mm-hmm. Always ensure that what you see is going on is going on because mm-hmm. you're right. Some people would say that. Oh yeah. Well, you know, we're going to do this. But then as soon as they turn their back, Boom. Then you, and that's your assessment as a, as a culture, as a manager. You can see where your culture is at. Are mm. these guys lying to me because they're afraid that I'm going to, you know, shut their project down? Yeah. Or is this how they're really acting? Right. And that's where that trust plus the verify come in. I'm seeing in David's situation, I'm seeing, okay, well, yeah, I'm mean, I'm pretty high up. They probably just lying just to you know, say They no don't wanna get the company in trouble. Right. They're yeah. like, Oh man, you know, they, you know if if they're just screwing around, their their manager is gonna come down on them, you know. Yeah. Poop runs <laughs> poop around downhill, right? So what well, I'm gonna do is I'm gonna trust what he says. Cool. I'm gonna trust you. Cool, but I'm not going to tell them this, but maybe the day, two days, three days later, I'm going to come back mm-hmm. and I'll probably do what you said. But I'm a bird dog. I'm going to approach from a, a different direction and I'm going to see. I mean, that's what I do when I roll up yeah, anyway. Yep. As I'm driving to the job site, I'm looking to see where everybody's going because you all know as soon as you see one guy see you oh and God, he starts guarding in one direction, something's wrong Fill over there. Fill out the JSA. Hey, get, well, the well, yeah, get your times in and oh, la, 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 la. Yep. Hey, distract him. I'm like, look, <laughs> like, look! You can't, you can't work. That doesn't work on me. Why? Because I used to do the same thing. Yeah. I know the tricks. I know yeah. the tricks of the trade. So it's, yep. it's just understanding that you have to trust. Because in David's situation, if you don't trust, boom! Now you're already starting a bad culture. Mm-hmm. But if you trust and verify, and then you see, it could go either way, right? Oh wow, they're doing a good job. Cool. Take that time to, you know, reward them. If if you're a high level. Buy those guys lunch. That'll, that'll, that'll buy them off for a long time, man. Mm -hmm. We got caught doing something good and we got rewarded. That's going to increase the chances of them doing good, safe things. But at the same time, when you do show up and it was that situation that you felt like, Hey, yeah, they're just lying to me. That gives you a chance to fix the culture. Oh, Hey, you know what? Yeah. What they told me. So first of all, they don't respect me as a, as a C-suite manager. And then second of all, they're, they're not being, they're not being safe. Right. And so you understand that now I have to go and change the culture. I have to talk to my managers below me and the supervisors below them or whoever, whatever the hierarchy Mm -hmm. is and say, hey, this is what I found. We need to fix this. Right. And don't don't go down onto the crew. We need to fix this at the management level, because if I'm not creating urgency and safety as a manager, my supervisors are hardly ever going to do it. And then the employees hardly ever going to do it. Some, some employees by themselves, of course, they're going to care about their safety. They get it. But if my job isn't as a manager isn't to affect every single person. My job is to affect the management, the supervisors. Those are the people. Because if I can control you, right, and get you to care about safety and you oversee 150 people, I know that's 150 people safe. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not, I'm not interested in individual people. I'm interested. It's too much work. It's too much work. I can be more effective. Not one person can do that. At managing managers, right? If I have five managers that I'm dealing with and I need to affect safety, (laughs) I'm going to affect them. Mm Mm-hmm. Because then it's trickle down economics It's going to come down and I'll have a huge blanket. Not every single employee is going to be affected the same way, Mm -hmm. but I'll have, you know, 80% of my people rather than 20%. It's being more effective at the management level, getting them to buy in, getting them to understand. And we talked about this, you know, one or two episodes ago. It's all about financials, right? You know, when it comes down to a lot of managers don't speak Speak safety. They don't know what a PWP or JSP or, you know, all these other acronyms that we use. They know production. They know value. They understand money. And then once you show them, hey, if we get a guy hurt on one of your jobs and he has to go to the doctor's office, we have to pay him for that. We have mm-hmm. to pay the safety guy for that. You're going to lose production in the first place.
1: Yep. Find a replacement. Retrain, you have to get the, retrain you that You have to pay somebody
0: to train somebody else. To do the same job. They're not going to be as effective because they're still learning the culture of that crew. They're Mm -hmm. still learning the job. They're not going to be as productive as this guy was. Right. And once you speak to them and you show dollar signs, then they're like, oh, wow, safety is important. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, I mean, obviously for us, safety is important because we care about people, Mm -hmm. but for them, safety is important because it affects their bottom line. Uh, Oftentimes it affects their, their bonuses. Look, man, if you have an injury Mm -hmm. on your job, that's costing you production. That's costing you your bonus. Mm -hmm. You can't go to Hawaii this next month.
2: Yeah. David, I got a question for you Mm -hmm. as a ops manager and your experience. What are some things that management above you has done that showed you at your level, like the perception that they care about? safety or culture is it just like them visiting the field is what proves to you that they're that they want a good culture we're in a
1: unique situation though because uh if in a temp, temp staffing agency we have th- hundreds hundreds of employees spread out across uh different cities yeah. uh it's all in kern county not all um, of it but some of it is yeah there's some there's some in other counties it, but it's spread out yeah. so getting getting our management um, actually out to see our temporary employees is um difficult it's difficult it's not impossible and and to be honest they want to go out there they really want to get out and go see the employees doing the work but there's so much going on yeah that and there's so few employees that are, are making things go on um that it's really hard to get even even some of our staffing um personnel mm-hmm. out away from the office Management, if they if 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 we make time to go out, if we schedule it out and stick to that schedule, we can make it work. But like I said, we're a unique situation where we have hundreds of employees spread out. Um, we have what three safety, four safety personnel, um, and and I'm I mean it might sound like I'm making excuses, but it's no. it's really really hard for that volume of of uh, work yeah to get out to get away, especially right now. Cause it, it's, it's picking up.
2: But so do you have somebody like you have a manager above your level mm-hmm. or? Yeah. Okay. So when that manager, let's say they were to go out to the field mm-hmm. and visit employees or they want to go, is yep. that what proves to you as an ops manager that they care? Oh, absolutely. Or is there other things that they do to prove to you, your level that they care? The, the, well, getting out
1: there saying to me, I want to go see these employees uh-huh. at this factory or this warehouse or whatever it is. Um, that gives me a warm fuzzy right off the bat. I'm like, okay, that is awesome because I know that the field employees are gonna see that. Are they gonna see it as a show? Are they gonna see it as this person's buying into my safety? Yeah. It all depends on on how uh, you know that manager they treat that situation. Exactly, acts while they're out there. Yeah. To to answer your question, yeah, getting getting them out there, it's definitely it's beneficial tough. it's it is tough though and
0: the only reason why i say this is because we had in one of our assp meetings uh, a while back we had a high level she's the ceo of a, mm-hmm. um, a consulting company and you know it really made an impact on me when she said it she's like look you know she had the same situation where she had companies you know in four or five different counties and she said i would pick one day out of the month you know schedule it hey Everybody knows on this day, the twenty eighth of every month or whatever it was, that I'm am not available. No matter what's going yep. on, she would make that commitment to go out and she would go see her customers. Mm. And that's why, and that's what made that really impact to me, because she like it's, it's all about time, right? Yeah. No matter how much money you make, no matter whatever degrees or certifications or how grandiose your your um, achievements are in life. There's always one thing in life that makes us all equal, and that's time. And when you take time out of your schedule, you're busy, especially, you know, when you're at the higher level, you're crazy busy. You have meetings yep. and budgets and this. all You have all these things going on. But if you take that one day, all it is one day. Hey, if I have to work a little harder on, you know, that week before or whatever is going on, you take that one time to go out and show people that your time is valuable. I'm giving mm-hmm. my time to you guys. Mm-hmm. It makes an impact. And of course, it's all about, you know, how you deal with it, right? It's mm-hmm. not just, okay, I'm gonna take the day off. Let's all go on the field, just kind of walk around, look at stuff. You know, it's not, it's not that. The intention it has to be, you know, pure. You have to go I'm going to take one day out of the entire month and I'm going to go take a look at my people. Yeah. Why? Because it's important to me. My people, I mean, reality, they're the ones that are making me the money. I couldn't have my job without all these people. Yep. Right? Right? If, if there's nobody working for the company, they don't need a safety guy. Yeah. Right? If they're ops manager, CEO. Mm-hmm. The people on the floor are the ones paying our bills. Yeah. yeah, and so taking, like I said, just have that have that in mind that that's that is our our one equalizer across no matter what. Me and Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs got I mean of course he's dead, but rest he, in he's, eye, peace. He's he's got, he's got more money than I'll probably ever see, right? But he has the same thing that I do, time. And of course we don't all have the same time, you know, in life, but we all have the same time. We all have, we all have the same 24 hours. A minute to me is a minute to you. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Another thing that, uh, that, that management does above me that shows me and shows everybody else that they support safety is they actually listen and they actually respond financially sometimes to improve things. Safety wise, safety culture. Um, if there's a need for a new program, if there's a gap, in the company that that I work for, there's a huge focus on making sure that we have a top safety culture for our employees, higher than other temp staffing agencies, and 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 our customers, our clients, I should say, see that um, it's it's adding value. And there are some gaps that we're filling um, as far as you know, getting to this day and age and getting things electronically, you know, things like that. But the awesome thing is. And, and, and if you know, you're know your manager listening from another company, giving your safety managers an ear and just listening and trying to understand and saying, okay, well, what can I do to make your job easier or flow better? Or how can I get um, data to come in more smooth and be able to translate it? Just listening and actually paying attention uh, goes a long, long way. A long, long way. Even if you don't Spend the money to get that new safety program. At least you're spending the time listening and saying, "Okay, I like this about it, but I don't like this about it."
2: Right? I like the right? idea. I don't like the price. That's exactly yeah. what I was talking about. I was like, "There has to be something else a manager yeah. can do besides go out to the field." Yeah. Oh yeah, there's tons of things. To culture, but yeah. Only of course. About that for the last 30 minutes. Yeah. So I wanted to hear some other things yeah. that man. I
1: know you have uh, you have bullet uh, points up there, but I forgot to tell you I can't read. So oh, that that's, makes sense. that n- means nothing to me.
2: Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Is there pictures? No. <laughs> okay. Next time we'll get a
0: PPM up there so okay. you got pictures on the side. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but it's like you said, it's really important that safety has has a seat at the table as as a, as they say because mm-hmm. if as a manager, safety doesn't have in me. This goes with anything, right? It doesn't have to be just safety. It could be any any other department. If they don't have a seat at the table, they're not they're not involved in the company, right? And of course, as it trickles down, you see it a lot of times in different customers. And I've I've worked in in many industries where the cut the the client has a higher safety than the actual customer. And it's really interesting to see that. And I'm like, wow, I'm I'm sending more safety people to a, a customer. They have no idea. What's going on, mm-hmm. you know? And so we have to deal with that. And most of the time we deal with the managers. We talk with the decision makers and we say, Hey, safety is important. It is a hundred percent. I think it's safe. It's important because I see, I see what happens to the families, mm-hmm. right? Now we're out of work or we're working on workers comp. We're not getting the same payments. We're doing this, this, and this. There's a disruption in the family, mm-hmm. right? At the same time, I'm explaining to them, Hey, This is affecting your bottom line. You know, they don't see it because they're like, ah, whatever. Cause it's, unfortunately it's not a direct cost. It's all the indirect costs that cost, you know, what, three to five times more Mm -hmm. than just the doctor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He got hurt. We paid $50 to the doctor's office. We're good. Nope. Uh, No, sir. You forgot the time that we had to take this employee from the location Mm -hmm. to the doctor. It's called indirect costs. And this and this and this and this, your $50, your $50 copay. Ended up being, yeah, it cost five to $6,000 in productivity Mm -hmm. because this guy's not working. And that's one thing I've told my employees is, you know, one of the important things about PPE is, you know, oh, well, I'm going to take my PPE off to get this job done. Cool. And then you get hurt. Now, are you getting work done? Well, no. No. Yeah. PPE helps you work. Right. And so it's just, like you said, getting them, getting the management to understand safety, not just the safety manager, but that's like the safety manager's job is to influence all the other departments Mm -hmm. because if they're not, if their voice isn't being heard, then it's going to trickle down. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's in the situation I gave you guys. He didn't care. Right. My safety manager didn't have an impact on that project manager and therefore safety went downhill Mm -hmm. because who was in charge of safety? Was it me? No. Was it my manager? No. No. The project manager was in charge of the safety. And because he didn't care about it, no one else did.
1: We can only give suggestions. Yeah. We can only offer fixes. We can't turn the wrenches. We can't do the job. No, nope. We can only go out there and say,
2: hey, this is a safer way to do it. Take it for what it
1: is. Yeah. I've said my piece,
2: you know? Yeah. yeah I always tell my safety guys that they're almost more like consultants or they're there for guidance. Yeah, that's really. yeah. that's
0: that's why it's people all the time. You're a consultant. You're not, you're, I mean, yeah, we are safety techs and advisors and mm-hmm. whatever other, you know, fancy words you throw in front of there. But reality, that's all we are. All I can do is make an impact on one person at a time. Yeah. And it's just realizing as safety people that we need to impact, we need to have the most effective impact. Yeah. If I talk to you, Matt, and I, you know, uh, I lead you, I know that you're going to be safe and I'm in trouble. But what what about the other 300 people in the company, right? (laughs) But if you're the manager, right, and I impact you, I can know that in that department, everybody underneath you is going to have a higher ratio of being safe. Are we going to find problems? Of course. That's just the nature of the beast. But it's understanding that our effectiveness has to be at the management level. Because if we're not affecting management, nothing else is going to matter.
2: I like what you said right now is, are we going to have problems? Of course. Yeah. I think that's what separates a good culture from a bad culture is in a good culture. You're looking for those problems so you can identify them and fix them before.
0: Yeah. You're not hiding them. It's, it's all about the response. What? Oh, Hey, we ran into a problem. Okay. Okay how do we solve how the problem we Yeah. rather than don't oh, we try had, and hide it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we had a problem. Okay. Uh, uh, don't hide tell it. Anybody. right. I'm going to put a sweep, sweep it under the rug mm-hmm. and it happens. I've been in places oh, like that before time, yeah. and I just tell my guys, look, don't sweep it under the rug. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, I'm gonna get in trouble. Let me handle them. Yeah. I'm going to handle the management. Yeah. Let me talk to them and influence them because I have a relationship with them and I can get you not in trouble. Don't hide stuff because if you hide it, it makes you look guilty, mm-hmm. right? If you have a glove that's bloody and it fits your hand, I mean... Leave it out in the sun. Leave it, it out. Up. No, leave it out in the rain oh, so it, that way it so It shrinks, it shrinks a little bit, yeah. Yeah, so that way it doesn't fit. Uh-huh. And if the glove doesn't fit, you must have quit.
2: <laughs> All right, David, you got anything to... Uh, any tips to wrap up the, the show today on... Let's see. Management and culture? No, it's just... I mean... It, as a
1: manager, you have to know that you play a huge part in the the well-being of the employees that are working under you, not just by the policies that you um, approve or, or or modify or put into place, but by your actions. If you have a policy to park first, move forward... Right, you have a policy anywhere that you go in a company vehicle, you are required to park first, move forward. But as the CEO or ma- or, or or senior uh manager, you're not doing that, but you're but you're preaching that. You don't think people see that? People, people see that. People see it all the time.
0: People see that people people will see that your words don't fit your actions. Yeah, and then it, then. That's, I would say that's probably the worst thing because then yeah. all of a sudden your, your words mean less. Yeah. It's an, it's a subtraction. Yep. You have to tuck your shirt in, but then my, but shirt's, I old, don't. But my shirt's not in. Yeah. Why you know don't, why
1: don't I Oh, because I work, I, I, you know, I'm in an office 90% of the time. I, I'm not worried about uh, things getting entangled in buffers and grinders, but that doesn't matter that the, the policy is shirts are tucked in and you're a senior manager and you're not following the policy. Right. Why should, you know, Joe Schmo follow that policy right? Why should he have the buy-in? Um, but yeah, as, as, as a manager, you, you see it more so that your actions affect what happens, uh, further down the
2: line. Big time. yeah. So Kind of like that old phrase, like, make sure you're walking the walk. And, uh, yeah, walk the walk. Not and talk just talking the, talk. the talk. Not just talking the talk. Exactly. I think that's extremely important in
0: leadership. Especially in, leadership. in cultures, you know. Yep. Like you yeah. said, you drive the culture. And that's why I say, I always say 100%. I mean, like I said, if if we had an employee that didn't, he goes, I don't know, turk my shirt in and everybody else did. Mm-hmm. Man, it's up to management to say no. This is something that we do. And if you don't do it, then Mm -hmm. you're not going to be working here. Right. And then of course, follow up with that action. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's hundred percent. If you're the manager, everything that happens underneath you is your fault. Right. Mm -hmm. And we, I I read that book, you know, extreme leadership and, you know, it just reinforces that statement Mm -hmm. that even though I'm at the, I'm at the manager level, if somebody far far beneath me at the, at the ground level makes an action, I'm responsible for him because I didn't, I didn't cast vision. I didn't show that my actions uh, improve the safety culture. I have to show that, Hey, even though I've never interacted with this guy, I am directly accountable for him because I have failed to lead my supervisors to lead them Mm -hmm. to make those good decisions. Yeah. I
1: have an example before, before we uh, go, I was doing safety sweeps, um, Couple of years back on, on on one of the leases, and we were at a rig, and uh, it was it was myself and, and uh, a couple other safety personnel from uh, oh, yeah, I remember this other contractors, and up rolls this uh, Escalade, and out comes this guy in penny penny loafers, uh, khakis, uh, button up polo, no hard hat, and we're we're in the middle of an oil patch, no hard hat, um, no PPE whatsoever, and he walks up to the he walks up to the meet and greet. Uh, and we're a little ways away on another site. That's probably only 20 feet away. And we all kind of look and we look at each other and we look back at him and, uh, we're like, what is happening right now? Uh, and so, so we approach the guy and we're like, Hey, um, do you have a hard hat? No, no, no. I'm so-and-so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the, uh, the CI, what is it? CFO for, you know, the customer company. He's a CFO. Um, And, uh, you know, I've got an appointment to come and visit this rig today. You still need PPE. Do you have any FRs? Do you have? No, I don't need that. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to be turning any wrenches. I'm not going to. And meanwhile, all the employees are seeing this. All the employees are seeing this. The rig hands are seeing this. The supervisors are seeing this. Eventually, one of the safeties that was on the rig went and got him a hard hat. Um, an FR jacket to throw over his, his no steel toe. He still went on site with no steel toe, no gloves, no safety glasses. He had a hard hat and an FR jacket. And you don't think that the, that the employees were affected by that. It sends a strong message. I, I'm it above sends the a rules. hugely strong message. Above yeah. The law. yeah. And he even had pushback. He had pushback for the safety. He's like, well, I'm not going to be turning wrenches. I'm just going to be up on the floor. I'm going to be in the, in, you know, in the control room. What is it? What? Do, why do I need that? you're so high up you should you should be the shining example Mm -hmm. you know you want you want your employees that are working beneath you several several levels beneath you right
0: probably many levels (laughs) so to follow
1: these things but you're not willing to follow it why are
0: you better and that's the, that's the message that was sent. That's the that's the message. That's the mentality. I'm better than you mm-hmm. and I don't have to follow the rules. And they're like, okay, well, if you don't have to follow the rules, then why do I have to follow the rules? Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that goes along with a lot of things that are going on in the country right now is everybody's upset that one one particular person or this this group of people doesn't have to follow the same rules that everybody else does. Yeah. And then they're like, Well, that's not fair. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's like, a, I think David said it cor- the, probably the most effectively is our actions at the management level, at the higher levels have the most impact because if we don't do those things, that's going to drive your culture down. That's going to drive where you're going to have those people that are going to lie to you. Oh yeah. Yeah. We do this all the time. And then as soon as you turn your back, <laughs> boom. And I've seen it. I've, like I said, <laughs> one of the situations I had was when I was offshore. I was uh, over the whole platform. I was hired by the the customer to see oversee uh, safety in every aspect of the whole entire platform, right? We had a subcontractor actually knew this, the safety lady. She was a a tech at the time with another company. She got hired on with the electrical company, but she spent every minute of every day in the office. She never, and then this is a platform. You know, it's not very big. It's like four or five levels. It wouldn't take much for her to get out of her. It wasn't even a real office, it was a makeshift office in the kitchen. And there was like four or five project managers in there. And I remember the one day we had, it's the equivalent of OSHA. It's called Bessie. They come out to the platform and they do all their inspections and stuff like that. We got the word that Bessie was coming out. Everybody's freaking out. Guess what ended up happening? The safety lady for the electricians came down. Oh, shoot. Everybody was talking crap. Every single person's, like, what the hell is she doing down here? And you know, of course, I have a better you know relationship with him because I'm out in the field a bunch of times. I don't have to do anything. I can I can do my reports. It only takes me a couple hours. Yep. I'm sending it to the customer. Hey, this is what's going on. This is where all the projects are at. This is the budget. Blah 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 blah. And then I go out in the field because I'm bored. You know, mm-hmm. I like I like interacting with people. Yeah. And that's when I I it made that impact on me. Like, wow, her sitting in that office. All this time, and only coming out when when the when the uh, like major the inspection is happening. Yeah, when a yeah. major inspection, that's the only time. And even then, she didn't know that what heck was going on. She had not she had no idea what her electricians were doing, and she was supposed mm-hmm. to be quote unquote over their safety. And mm-hmm. that's what made really, really the impact to me that I mean, this is a small platform, right? It's not it's not you know like an oil field or a giant warehouse. It's literally just levels up and down. I think mm-hmm. it's like I think like three or 4,000 square feet per level. So it's not a whole lot. Just walk down. There's your guys. But it wasn't until, you know, Bessie or the cops came in that she, she went down there and it was negative. That's that created a negative culture. Cause then at that time, what's the message? They don't, she don't care about us. Mm -hmm. Right. And they're like, like, Joe, you're out here all the time. You care about us. I'm like, yeah, of course, man. I want to make sure you guys are safe. And Mm -hmm. you know, like I tell, like I tell the managers, look, when it comes to safety, it's a lot of it. it's production, especially offshore. You're 10 miles from the shore. So that's an hour boat ride there and back. You still have to go and communicate, get somebody onto the boat. They have to have certain qualifications. It's not like a lot of other jobs where I can just, you know, pick up somebody out of the field or, you know, out of the streets and go, hey, you want a job here? We'll teach you real quick. We, there's a lot of processes that go to going offshore, right? You have to go yeah. swing rope and this, 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 and this. And some now you have to do backgrounds and it's all this crazy stuff. Safety offshore is more important because if you get hurt. Where are you going to go? There's nowhere to go. There's no hospital down the street. You have to wait for a helicopter.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I've only had, I was lucky. I, I say I was lucky. I only had one injury. And one injury. And, and we was lucky. It was just a, some guy got hit in the head with a hard hat. He was wearing a hard hat. But I tell people, your safety out here is more important than safety on shore Because out here, if you get hurt, yeah, I'm an EMT, but I can only do so much. Mm. You know, if you're going to cardiac arrest, you're, you're dead. I mm. can't there's nothing I can do for you. Mm-hmm. So that's what made the a huge impression to me of why the top management needs to, needs to be at least somewhat visible, not every day, mm-hmm. but once a month, I mean, of course it, the situation dictates. So if it's a small company, it should be more frequent, but if you're in a larger company, right. One, once a month is not too bad to yeah. ask. Right. Yeah. I mean, I know you don't go on the field, Matt, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> At least once a month, Matt, you got to make at least one day for your employees. Come on, Matt. At least once a week. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? It, It just depends, right? I can't give you a formula for every single company. But a manager, It doesn't have to be the CEO, but some top level manager should be involved in going, hey, let's get with the safety guy. Let's get with the safety manager, whoever it is in safety, because I don't understand it. Yeah. Let me go with them and they can explain it to me. And then when they go out, I was like, oh, you know what? I already know a whole lot about safety, but I do care about my employees. And so what I'm doing is I'm trying to make that effort to understand yeah. how what you do impacts the company. Yeah. Right. If it's, you know, putting stuff into a box, it could be as simple as that. That's all your job is, is to stuff boxes with, with products like at Amazon. If you're out there and you show them, oh, wow, I I understand what your job is. They feel seen. They feel valued. Mm -hmm. But if you
1: only do that once a year, there goes that value. There goes that value. Or if you
0: do it incorrectly and you just, like you said, Mm -hmm. do it with an entourage and you're rolling up in an Escalade with 20s on the rims and, you know. It didn't have spinners, but that was almost. Well, I think spinners was more of like a 2000, 2010 type of deal. I don't think I don't see spinners much often anymore.
2: So I think. From my experience and from what everything you guys have said in this episode. You have a lot of work to do. Yeah, I agree. i plug it into <laughs> the rule of threes. There's three things that I think would be good tips for uh, someone at a high level. And to be be consistent. Right. You know, because going out once a year is not good. Right. Be consistent in everything you do, whether it's when you hold people accountable or when you visit the field. Right. Show care. Mm-hmm. Right. Show that you care. And then the, the third one, which is more recently I've seen is has a, a really large impact that I didn't realize before is... uh, give follow-up or give feedback on whatever it is that you do. Right. Because it shows that you, it ends up going back to the care thing, which shows that you really care about the employees Mm -hmm. or you care about that manager that's talking to you. Mm -hmm. So consistency care and follow-up or feedback, I think are like the three major things uh, somebody at a high level can do to affect their culture. To affect affect the culture.
0: culture. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a a really good, good rule. I listened to what you guys said. Yeah. Well, finally about time. (laughs) All right, Joe. Well, uh, if anybody has any things that they want to add, you know, we do have an email, thecultureofsafety at gmail.com. You guys can reach us there at any time. Like I said, if you guys have a voice, we'll we'll read your emails out here. Or If you guys want to be a part of the podcast, give us a holler. Show us, show us a little bit of love. We'll, we'll get you guys in the studio. We've already had two or three guests now. And, you know, that's the whole point of the podcast is to give everybody listening a voice. You know, I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of people out here that understand safety in better aspects than we do and they can add value to us and value to our listeners. So yeah, don't, don't be afraid to reach out to the culture of safety at gmail.com. Yep. And also
2: uh, if you're on Facebook, hit us up on Facebook. There's a lot of outlets you can hit us up on. Uh, But Facebook is the one that we're checking a lot. We're in a lot of safety groups now.
0: Yeah, we're in a lot of safety groups and we're just trying to expand our reach and let everybody know that we're out here just so we can assist other peoples and help educate each other. So, yeah, see you guys next week. Thank you, David. Thank you guys
1: for having me.